On this episode of Jet City Hot Takes, we're at the quarter point of the NFL season. A couple good teams and a lot of suck teams. Seahawks got a big game tonight at home against the Rams. Thursday night football. What's going to happen? We, we break it down for you. And I'm going to tell you what team after four games is going to make the playoffs. And it makes me puke. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... Who am I kidding? These guys aren't pros. The starting lineup for your Jet City Hot Takes podcast. He's Boston bred. He hates seafood. And he swore to start reading more. So now he watches Netflix with his subtitles on. Corey Dillon. That is next level stupidity. And he's a Northwest native. Doesn't care what you say. Sriracha is overrated. And he sleeps with a Ken Griffey Jr. body pillow. Keith Wayne. Hey, I don't judge. You do you. Just keep it off the field. Jet City Hot Takes. Hot Takes. Here we are. Quarter quarter point. Can you believe that already a quarter of the season done this year in the NFL season? Yeah, four games down for most teams. Some teams had a bye in uh, week four. But uh, yeah, we're kind of getting a good look at what some teams are going to be like. Yeah, which is always, it's usually, this is usually a point in the season where I look at, you know, especially the team that I was rooting for, the Patriots, of like, okay, where are we as a team? It's it's a good mark of, it's basically, the, the well, it is the first quarter of a season. But it's kind of, you know, kind of like the real preseason for a lot of teams figuring things out, yeah. kind of seeing what they have, you know, how things are shaping up, what's going on. So on that, let's kind of touch on some things that maybe jump out at us a quarter way into the season. Uh, one thing that jumps out to me is how bad a lot of teams are. Not not just the Dolphins. There are some terrible football teams. And this specifically year. in the AFC. So let's, I mean, let's. I'll just start there for a second because yeah. it's clearly Patriots, Chiefs. And everybody else. Yeah, there's like it's the Patriots and Chiefs, and then a bunch of teams at like two and two. I guess the Bills are three and one, but they just lost to the Patriots. They did give them a tough fight, but uh, they're not they're not a real team, I don't think. No, um, they, they might make it as a wild card. It's funny that you say that. A lot of teams are two and two, including the entire AFC South division, which is the first time that has <laughs> ever happened in the Super Bowl era. Never has four teams in, the, in that division or a division all started out two and two. See, I didn't know that. That's an interesting fact. Um, Man, that's going to be a fun division to watch. What if all four teams finish 8-8? Eight and eight? What happens? I did, You know what? It, <laughs> it's going to be madness, and it could happen because that division is just so average and inconsistent. I would love to see that. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> I, I do think still, I really think Houston should pull out of that division. Um, I think another division that's interesting there is um, the AFC North. Yeah, you got uh, two teams at 2-2, two and two, the Browns and the Ravens. And then 1-3, and three, only one game out, the Steelers. Uh, yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I'm, that's just going to be an interesting division. I know that uh, you and I at the beginning of the season kind of had that one being a battle. Obviously, I think Pittsburgh falls way off, even though Mason Rudolph... He hasn't looked bad. I don't think he's he's not exactly a franchise quarterback yet. Yeah, he's not. He le- could be someday. He's not but. leading them to the playoffs. It's going to be between the Browns and the Ravens in that division, which is going to be interesting, anyways. I, I feel like both teams are inconsistent. Um, yeah, that's a good that's a good word for it. I would say. Especially defensively, both teams are very inconsistent. Quarterback play, inconsistent. Yeah. I, I, they, the whole, it, it's just going to be interesting to see. So the AFC, we can kind of shove aside because it, it's really... It's going to be one of two teams. It, it's going to the Patriots. It's the Patriots or the Chiefs. One of them going to the Super Bowl. If not, um, something magical happened for another team. Yeah, or some, some team just gets hot late in the season and then makes a playoff run. We can go which could happen. It could. We can go into the um the NFC East, uh, which is an interesting division. Um obviously the Cowboys lead it, they're three and one. Then you have the Philadelphia Eagles and Giants at two and two and then the uh Redskins who are going nowhere. So let's just ignore them. I think this is a very interesting thing because 
this Daniel Jones kid is actually playing really well. Um, he, is, he's, he is playing well. For the Giants, and I, I'm not a big believer in Philly. Uh, I can really see I can see the Giants kind of turning things around and, and maybe stealing second place in a wild card in that division if you know Jones keeps playing like he's doing and Saquon Barkley comes back. He already has his boot off. It was supposed to be, you know, you were looking at maybe eight weeks, and all of a sudden it's three weeks, and he's already on the field practicing, making cuts. I think we need to slow our roll on the Giants a little bit. They've won two games in a row, but it was the Bucks, who are wildly inconsistent. Who beat the Rams. Wildly inconsistent. <laughs> they lost to the Giants and then beat the Rams. Um, and they beat the Redskins, who you just said, you just forget about them. They're terrible. I agree. But the, the Eagles, for hot though, takeness, the Giants are going to the playoffs with Daniel Jones. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to stick it to Eli Manning. That's all you want. <laughs> Uh, the NFC, the NFC East, I would say, is really between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Yeah, they're both two and two. The Eagles have way more talent than the Giants do. I don't see the Giants winning more than five or six games. You no, know, Carson Wentz will be hurt in about two weeks, and then yeah, and then they'll pull some other backup quarterback out of nowhere. Yeah, they'll have to trade back for Nick Foles because Mitch has the job there. <laughs> Um, let's talk about this. This is something I find interesting. There's uh, only one undefeated team. There's two undefeated teams in the AFC. Um, Patch Chiefs, one undefeated team in the NFC. And I know I'm just jabbing you a little bit because yeah, you are. it's the San Francisco 49ers, which, yes, I know they had a bye week last week, so they didn't have to play and, a fourth uh, They game. haven't beaten a team with a win yet. I'm not saying that, like, that's the case for a lot of teams, though. They haven't beaten anyone that has a win because there are so many bad teams. It's just so weird. It is. So let's not jump into that division yet. I just wanted to stab you a little bit earlier. Yeah, you're a um, jerk. <laughs> you know, the, the other two divisions, um, Packers and Bears in the NFC North, I think we both had them as frontrunners for the division. I, I think it's going to stay that way. They're going to battle their way. Now, I'm, there are a couple surprises in that division for me. One, how good the Lions look. Yeah, they finally lost. They were undefeated until last week. Yeah, after a tie against the Cardinals. They're a weird team to me. They, I think, could make a push for like maybe a wild card spot if things keep kind of trending the right direction for them. But it's the Lions. So don't hold your breath. Um, and uh, the Vikings, they're surprising because of how bad they look. Yeah, I expected uh, bigger things out of them. How's that Kirk Cousins uh, contract looking? Uh, like a waste of money is what it's looking like. $28 million down the drain. Yeah, I mean, like, they have a running game. Great. They've got a couple, you know, they have some good receivers. They've got good backs. Dalvin Cook looks pretty good. Kirk Cousins, what is going on with Kirk Cousins? It is interesting. It really is. And then the other the other division, the NFC South, I think the Saints, no-brainer. Um, yeah, the Falcons are soft. I was right about them in our preseason prediction. Yeah, Carolina, I mean, I know they've won two now with Kyle Allen as quarterback, but I don't see them really... That's- Sustaining, yeah, good word. We both said sustain. <laughs> um, and then Tampa Bay again, wildly inconsistent. Yeah. Um, eight and eight at best. Yeah, so uh, Saints should roll with that division. Let's get into the the NFC West. You know, the the home of the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Um, they are looking. I mean, they're looking great, sitting at three and one above it, the Rams. It's kind of a disappointing three and one. You feel like you should be four and zero, oh, which I know is kind of hard to say in the NFL to be four and zero. Oh, you know, but. You, you drop that game at home against the Saints, which you really shouldn't have. It was just mistakes that you made that piled up against you. You beat yourself that game. You let Teddy Bridgewater come to CenturyLink and walk out with Yeah, I'm not, getting Teddy, I'm not giving Teddy Bridgewater any credit for that. He, had, he just had to not mess up, and that's what he did. 
So I'll credit him for not messing up. <laughs> uh, obviously, the Rams three and one after a loss last week to the Bucks. Uh, give it up uh, fifty five points, and you know that game is tonight. The Seahawks and Rams. We'll get into a second because we'll see what happens there. And obviously, the Cardinals are the Cardinals. Um, and, yeah, and nothing they... is really going to happen. The Seahawks did get out of there last week. We thought some sort of injury or something funky was going to happen. Something it didn't weird happen. Always happens in Arizona, and luckily it didn't. There were no new injuries this game. I got out of there. I did have to unclench at the end of the game. It was nice. That tweet made me made me laugh, and but then also made me realize, oh, we really didn't have to stress out about that Seahawks game. It was finally one where we were kind of smooth sailing. No, you know? it was an early ten nothing lead, and you just kind of yeah, didn't have there. to pound beers. I just got to drink them casually. It was great. <laughs> Uh, let, so Seahawks moving forward, obviously three and one start, great start, big game tonight. Rams yeah. coming in. This is just a giant game for the Seahawks. It is. I mean, for the Rams too. At the end of Week 17, we could look back on this game as being the one that decides the NFC West. That's really how big the game is. Do you mean the um, the wild card spot in the NFC West because the undefeated 49ers? <laughs> yeah, slow down there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, the Niners aren't bad, but uh, they're not going to win this division. I, I think it's really between the Seahawks and the Rams. I agree with you, obviously. And um, Russell Wilson has just really looked incredible this first quarter of the season. In fact, it's the best statistical start he's ever had. Yeah, I'm looking at his stats right now. 97 of 133, 1,141 yards, eight touchdowns, no picks. Also, yep. you can add two rushing touchdowns on it. Almost a 73% completion percentage and a 118.7 passer rating. The guy is just on fire. Uh, if he keeps that up... Um, He's on pace for 40-plus t- like total touchdowns, 40-plus total touchdowns, and almost 5,000 total yards. The Seahawks should take this division, I think. If he's playing like this and the way that they're going, uh, you know, barring health, after what I saw... Especially this past week with the Rams, I I, I really think the Seahawks should should take this division. All right, so you're you're uh, you're on the Seahawks bandwagon now, huh? I am. I had them, you know, sneaking in the wild card at a ten and six <laughs> record, but they they just look really good. Their defense looks, you know, really good. Even though I was very skeptical, especially after week one when the red rock when the red rocket just went wild on them, but they've seen to they're just they're just playing better. They're playing good football and and they're winning. They are. They are. So let's get to it. Tonight's game. Uh, how do you see this one playing out? Um, I think the Seahawks kind of laid out a blueprint last year on how to play against the Rams. Granted, they lost both those games, but they were shootouts. Both and very tight. Yeah, both very tight. Yeah, they were both one-score games. They were high-scoring games. Defensively, I think they have improved. And so that's why I kind of give the Seahawks a little bit of an edge against the Rams right now, especially with who we got coming off the edge now with Clowney and Ansah, who finally recorded a sack yesterday. Yesterday, huh? <laughs> Sorry, on Sunday against the Cardinals. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's playing football on, on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Russell Wilson seems like he's he can't miss right now. You got your running game going against the Cardinals. Chris Carson had a great game and didn't fumble. And he, he'd be my offensive MVP for the Cardinals game. And you got guys on the edge making plays. You still got Bobby Wagner in the middle of that defense your corners are improving every game i've seen it every game they've gotten better and better i i think the the seahawks can keep improving through the season and i think in this game especially if you're physical with the rams like they were last year in both games they ran it down their throat russell wilson threw three touchdowns in each of those games if your defense can lock up a little bit more you should come out of this with a win especially since you're at home and it's on a short week Totally agree. Uh, I do have a question for you because something I, I've kind of I feel like I've noticed. Again, I've been out of town for two of the last games, so I haven't been in Seattle to see the game as much. I, I've got to kind of catch up on it. I haven't really seen so much from the receivers. I know 
Disley has had a couple big games. Yeah. Um, I felt like after week one or maybe even week two, I, I was really high on Metcalf, and I feel like I haven't seen that much of him in the previous two games. Um, Lockett, and maybe I'm just blind to it, but is there something there with they've definitely been more it feels to me running or rushing and and tight ends i think i think a lot of that has to do with who they were playing against too i think um the Bengals and the steelers were teams that on the outside weren't as strong and so you could hit them with lockett and metcalf deep and i think the saints and the cardinals obviously have cardinals have patrick peterson the saints have a really good defense and so you kind of have to kind of chip away to them a little bit more you can't hit as many big plays against them I think it has more to do with the matchups that they had. And oh. so I would look for, in this game against the Rams, who maybe aren't as strong in the secondary as, say, New Orleans, for the receivers to make some big plays. I was curious about that because after seeing them get carved up by Jameis Winston and, and some pretty good weapons in Tampa Bay on the outside, of course, but uh, I was curious if we're going to see a little bit more passing in this game or, or, or success with the passing game uh, after what the Rams just went through. It's hard to predict when the Seahawks are just going to unleash Russell Wilson against a defense. But if you're going to have a game early in the season, this is the game to do it. Uh, you're at home on a short week against a team who just got shredded defensively against a not very good quarterback. So they have a lot of stuff to fix. Plus, you have to game plan for Russell Wilson. I don't see the Rams' defense outside of Aaron Donald being that great. I'm with you. I, I, this is a big game. I do think it's, a, like you said earlier, a game that could have massive implications later in the season looking back at it. This is a game you're at home. Seahawks and the Rams are you know, probably going to be battling for the top spot in the division. Take this game at home, especially on the short week when they just got waxed. They need to capitalize here. We'll get into that because we're going to pick that game in a little bit. Yeah, we will. Uh, but let's get to some things around the NFL. Um, Vontez Perfect suspended. Thank you. The entire year uh, after his uh, dirty hit where he launched. Yeah, the guy was already on the ground and he launched helmet to helmet. Get that guy to the league. Like, he's suspended for the rest of the season. Honestly, ban him from the league. It, I, I really think it might force him into retirement anyways. He's been in the league for a while, and he has so, so many um, suspensions and, and th- missed games against him that I don't even know if a team would even take a chance on him. But that's going to get me into this little thing that I need to rant about real quick, because I fell <laughs> into the Twitter the Twitter beef world. You were a little bit apart. I just kind of lost it at one point, um, because there was another hit uh, that was helmet to helmet in the New England Patriots game against the Bills, and I have never seen Twitter cry so much about oh like they were comparing the perfect hit to the hit in the New England Patriots game and how did perfect get thrown out uh, Josh Allen yeah Okay, yeah, I know the one. I don't know the one you're the talking about. The one on Josh Allen. They compared that perfect hit to the hit on Josh Allen by the Patriots, which were not even close to the same. Perfect launched. Josh Allen was a runner and running down and falling down. They did hit helmets. He did get flagged for it. Granted, it was canceled out because there was another penalty on Buffalo as well. There was just no similarities, and I fell into the Twitterverse and the Twitter beef when someone was just really going at it. I just couldn't understand the logic and whatever. So I'm swearing off all Twitter beef for the rest of the season. I can't do it. It's either people are so are either too dumb to see it just doesn't make sense. Either they're there to intentionally troll or they're there because they're just so dumb that they just keep arguing because they can't understand any other logic. He kind of sucked you in a little bit on it, too. I think he was trolling. He, I don't think... I have a hard time believing anyone is that stupid. Granted, I have met people. I was going to say, there are a <laughs> lot of stupid people in this world. So either he was trolling or he was just one of those really, 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 really dumb people. And, and for his sake, I hope he was trolling, so I can give him a little bit of credit there. But if he's 
one of those dumb people I feel bad. <laughs> um, and that's going to go into something I want to, I also want to celebrate. I'm so excited. Today, the Patriots put Steven Goskowski on IR. All right, bring on Carly Lloyd. I don't know if they did bring in kickers that were working out. I don't know if Carly Lloyd was one of them. I, I don't care, and I don't know if this, is, if this is even a legitimate injury or if they're trying to just put him on the, on the IR. Well, it sounds like he's going to have surgery. Make him look good. I have no idea. It could be on an ingrown toenail. I don't have a clue what the surgery is going to entail. I don't know if they're trying to make him look good on, you know, because he was looking so bad or um, if he really is hurt. Either way, he wasn't, he wasn't making field goals. He wasn't making extra points. I am so happy to see him not on the field for the Patriots. So I'm just going to personally celebrate that. If he is hurt, hopefully he gets better and then gets back to his kicking form. But this weird thing of like, there was nothing ever mentioned of this and he just kept missing extra points and field goals and then all of a sudden it's the IR. So regardless, I'm happy. Hopefully bringing somebody that can actually kick the football. You know, I have some good news for the Patriots though. What's that? As far as kicking goes, I hear that Blair Walsh and Cody Parkey are available. Oh, great. Yeah. I'll I'll go kick before I let them go kick the Patriots. <laughs> All right, now that I got that off my chest, let's get into some fantasy stuff. Yes. Um, I know you were bragging about your four and zero in one league. Well, I'm blah, two blah. and two in another, so uh, you know. You know what? Not 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 negative. I do have a league I'm zero and four in, and it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, but whatever. I have a, a couple other leagues where I'm doing fine. But let's get into fantasy picks. Um, I'm gonna do ones that we we that I think should start, not counting the obvious ones. So if it's a daily thing or maybe you have people on bye week, you might want to look at these players. Uh, are you going to – you have players to start and bench? or Yeah, you just... I have I have some starts and some sits. All right, what do you got for quarterbacks? Uh, let's see here. So I've got – I would actually pull up my – my thing here. All right, so for pull I've got, up your thing here. Yeah, you know, don't. I don't want to see that. It's just audio. Don't worry. Uh, so for the listeners, I have, I have two quarterbacks to to start. Uh, Jacoby Brissett against the Chiefs defense. Chiefs defense not that great. Sucks. Um, and they're. I think they're going to be playing catch up and throwing the ball a lot. So start Jacoby Brissett. They're not going to win that game, but he's going to put up some numbers. And uh, Jimmy G on Monday night against the Browns. Yes, I'm actually saying to start a Niners player, so I'm not that biased, okay? Uh, Browns give up a lot of fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. The only quarterback who has not had two or more touchdowns against the Browns defense is Luke Falk. Wow. So start Jimmy Garoppolo. You'll get, that, a, you'll get at least there. two touchdowns. <laughs> for, for a quarterback, I know we kind of gave him a little bit of crap earlier, but I really think her cousins. Um, they're playing the Giants defense, who have gotten shredded by some weaker quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And then after the, this last game where I'm hearing St- Stefan Diggs was really upset at the end of the game, Thielen too, I think this is a game where they might try to force that passing game, if anything. Um they have good weapons on the outside. Let them sling it. I think they're going to kind of try and get the passing game going against the Giants. Uh, I've got another good start for this week. Not a quarterback, uh, a tight end. Will Disley is a red zone threat for the Seahawks. I'm sure he's been picked up by a bunch of people already, but he was kind of under the radar to start the season. I'm saying right now, a quarter through the season, Will Disley, if you have him on your team, start him. Rest of the season. Period. Period. End of story. He catches Disley. touchdowns. Red zone. He's killing my DK Metcalf style. <laughs> uh, uh, running backs. I have a running back that I really like this week, and it's going to be no surprise because it's a Patriot. Uh, James White out of the backfield against the Redskins and the backup running back, Gallman for the Giants. Yeah. Shredded them last week, so there's no reason in my head that I don't think Tom Brady is going to pass the ball off to James White a ton and just let him go wild. Uh, I've got a running back that you should sit. Stay away from Josh Jacobs this week. They're playing the Bears. 
Uh, have him in the league. Yeah, well, don't play him. So listen to Keith or not listen to Keith. You never listen to me, let's be honest. <laughs> Wide receiver that I like in, in a sleeper position here. Um, Auden Tate from the Cincinnati Bengals. I know that the Red Rocket is throwing to him. John Ross yeah, on IR. True. He's been getting a ton of targets. Uh, so depending on how deep your league is or you want to take a flyer or in daily and you need something that's cheap, Auden Tate is where I'm going. I just picked him up in a couple leagues. I don't know what's going to happen necessarily. He's just getting the targets, so not a bad start. Let's go from fake football to real football, um, make our picks. If I'm not mistaken, I don't have the numbers right in front of me. I think I'm 11-5 and five on the season, and you are... A in, perfect 8-8. Eight and eight. You're like yeah. Eli, Eli Manning. Perfect 116-116 oh. 116 116 record as he's never going to play in the football again. You are Eli Manning of football picks. <laughs> uh, first <Thanks>. game. <laughs> hey, you got two Super Bowls, right? Um, picks. Rams versus Hawks going to be the first game. Hawks favored by one and a half at home. Central Link, where are you going? Give me the Hawks. Primetime at home. They're wearing the action green. They're gonna win, and Russell Wilson just dominates on on national TV. He right? does. Yeah. He does. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be right there with you, Hawks, taking that game, especially against the Rams after taking that beat, and it just doesn't get easier for them. No, it really doesn't. Uh, second game: Packers at Cowgirls, uh, Cowboys. <laughs> Cowboys minus three and a half at home. Give me the Packers. I like Aaron Rodgers a lot here. Uh, the Cowboys, uh, when they played against the Saints, that offense looked terrible. Putrid. Packers. Give me the Packers, man. Packers not looking too bad this season. Their no. defense is playing well, too. I- I'm also going to go with the Packers. Uh, game three, Bucks at Saints. Divisional game. Uh, Saints favored three and a half. Obviously, Bridgewater still starting at quarterback in the Superdome. Give me the Saints. This is where we differ, my friend. Oh, you're pit, you're I, taking I'm going the Bucks. Listen, they, they they get some sort of swag going. I don't know. I think Michael Evans has had 275 fantasy points in two weeks. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Their offense, I, maybe they're finding stride. Bruce Arians doing something with that quarterback game, uh, divisional game. I feel like they tend to play each other tough. Uh, I'm going to take the Bucks. I, I think it could be a field goal game. The Saints could win, but I think it's about time. Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he can't win three in a row, can he? It's that half point that's throwing you off, isn't it? I, it could be that three and a it, it half. I just can't see Teddy Bridgewater three in a row. Three in a row. Um, Final game, Browns at Niners. Monday night football game. Are the Niners going undefeated 4-0? Yes, they are. They're going to win, and they're going to do it by more than three and a half points. And I hate saying that. You can hear it in my voice, right? You can. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the Niners get another win against uh, an average at best team. I was giving you a hard time with the Niners being undefeated, but I actually have the Browns in this game again. Doesn't mean the Niners can't win. I do take. I'm taking the points again. So actually, realistically, in all these picks where it's three and a half, I'm taking the team that is the underdog. I like the points. Uh, Browns taking the uh, taking the three and a half on the road. And now we get to the good stuff, the really good stuff. Keith's lock of the week. My my one in three lock of the week. One in, so we actually might. Flip this. So the lock of the week might be to pick against Keith if it keeps trending this way. We're going to give him another chance to right the ship here. Lock of the week. Where are you going, Keith? All right. Uh, last week I tried to change it up a little bit by giving you an over-under in a college game. Uh, I'm not doing that. I'm going more traditional. And if if this one doesn't work out, I actually won't be heartbroken about it. Patriots are 15.5-point favorites against the Redskins on the road. Tell me you're not going to the Skins. Uh, no, I'm actually taking the Patriots as a 15.5-point favorite, which I know sounds crazy, but... God, Washington is awful, and they're starting a rookie quarterback against Bill Belichick. 
they might not even score. This is my favorite, favorite thing you've ever done on this show so far. I'm not happy about it. I feel a little <laughs> dirty. I need a shower. <laughs> Remember, you can, you can find me uh, and Keith on New Country 98.9 The Bull here in Seattle. I do the afternoon show, 2 to 7. Keith follows me, 7 to midnight each and every weekday. And uh, where can they find us? On all of your favorite social medias. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Jet City Hot Takes, and we release new episodes every Thursday, 7 a.m. Pacific. And you can find us on a bunch of different podcast platforms, Spotify, Podcast One, Stitcher, Apple Music, iTunes. iTunes, I was forgetting one. You can find us there. <laughs> new episodes, like he said, every Thursday, 7 a.m. Go Hawks!